Hey everybody, welcome back. This is another edition of the Red Eye VP Podcast. I'm your host, one of your hosts, Michael Goodhart. I'm here again as usual with J. Michael Pink. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing real good, man. How are you? Good. Everything is uh, everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. Uh, also with us today, of course, as usual, the producer, Mark Davis. Mark, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. It's cold. It's kind of cold. It's good. What is it there? Well, what's the temperature there? I don't know, Jim. What is it? Like, well, it's probably 68, 60 something. 65 or 64, something like that. It feels nice. Yeah, that's a... oh, it's brutal, man. Wow. I know. It's awful. Sorry. But it's, it's nice when it happens, though, because it reminds me of home. Yeah. In home in what, May? Yeah. <laughs> what's the temperature like uh is it snowing there uh not yet i don't that's supposed to be i think tomorrow flurries nice. know, it's the first, it's, it'll be the first blast it's quite cold here though uh it's also cold in in uh, nearby indiana which is where our fourth and final guest is from this is cecily Cisla. i had that right that's right Boom. very nice wow. yes thank you and Cecily is a longtime friend of the crew here. Uh, we've known her since, uh, what, the early 90s? So when you guys were living on uh, Ohio Street? Um, yeah, yeah. mid-90s, 96 to be exact. And we lived on Wells um, in Ohio. Yeah. In the heart of River North. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, were just, we, were, we were just the babies. The good old days. We were just babies then. Just, yeah. Goodness <laughs> grief. Yep. That was that was pre pre the '98 home run race. Then, <laughs> right? Is this the same girl? Is this? I, I seem to remember a Cecily Rodowski. I, I is this hmm. the same? Is this her? All yeah, grown up. The one and only. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's a big, she's a big Cubs fan, guys. Yes, she is. <laughs> That's why she's on the show. So finally, something to be proud of, right? Damn yes. right, Talk to you, Cecily. Damn girl, we're always <laughs> proud. So now that we uh, we've kind of gotten the intros out of the way, I want to ask Cecily, what was the first time you remember uh, loving the Cubs, and or even go, maybe going to a game was the first time? I don't know what. Tell us about your first experience where you became a Cubs fan. Um, well, it, it goes way back as my dad would take me to games as a very small child. I believe the first game I went to, I was four. Um, and not soon after that, um, he would take me to, um, any kind of special promotions they would have at Wrigley Field. And we did, uh, we used to have camera day where you can go on the field and take pictures with the different, um, members of the team. And my prize possession is my picture with Jody Davis, uh, number seven catcher for the Chicago Cubs. That was in 1979 or um, I didn't, I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter. And it's very strange because about 85% of my family are all Sox fans because they were all 
brought up on the south side of Chicago. We moved to Indiana. It's kind of a natural thing to be a Sox fan out here, but we had to go against the grain and be Cub fans. So, so do you remember by any chance what that first game that your dad took you to when you were four? Do you remember what game that was by any chance? You know, I really don't remember it specifically, but I'm sure he probably still has a scorecard somewhere, like, and completely filled out because that was always his thing, too. Oh, oh, one of my type of guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim was Jim was quite religious with the scorekeeping. Oh, yeah, it's, that's definitely, to this day, he still does it, so it's pretty, pretty cool. Hey, Seth, hey Cecily, <laughs> that, that picture of you and Jody Davis is... Uh, it's kind of fitting because it always reminds me of the picture of um, Polly and uh, what's his face? What was the coach for the Sox? Um, Jerry Manuel? No, no. Uh, Ozzie Guillen. Remember that picture that she has with Ozzie Guillen when she was probably like, I don't know, oh, maybe 13 no, or so? No, oh, I, no I, I don't think I've ever seen oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just so fitting that, that you guys have such classic pictures at such a young age and just yeah you know that's one of the reasons why I respect you um as a as a cup fan is because you know it it has been such a big part of your life and you know that was one of the reasons why we wanted you on the show ah so thanks thanks. for joining us (laughs) anytime (laughs) we got after I love it (laughs) you do sound like you're about thousand miles away Jim that's I because I, I kept switching. You have a phone up. on your head? <laughs> I've got my Darth Vader. I got my Darth Vader mask on. Well, that's funny. I was just thinking about that when she was talking about pictures she had with Jody Davis, and I like I don't think I have any pictures with any famous athletes of it all. When I was a kid, I, the only one I can remember is me with some low rent, you know, like a Darth Vader guy in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah, that's my picture from my youth, and I was like, oh, I met Darth Vader that time. Did it happen to be Halloween? <laughs> no, it was like some. It was when Star Wars was popular in the late seventies. Like it was like seventy eight, and I think it was uh, you could you could go to the local photo store, and they had a Darth Vader there. You could take pictures with Darth Vader. Uh, that was uh, that was that was yeah. near and dear to your heart, Mike. <laughs> no, but it's the closest thing I have. I don't have any, like, you know, picture of me with George George Brett or anything. So, so Cecily, but um, so didn't you play baseball, too, as a as a youngin? I did. I did. I played um, I played for uh, Woodmar Boys Baseball Little League, um, 10 uh-huh. through 12 year olds. That was the division that I was in. I was the only girl in the league at that time. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. You're like the uh, Hillary Clinton of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't saddle her with that. <laughs> that oh. that's that's excellent point. Yeah, I'm gonna go move forward with that one for sure. No, um, no. no, that's that's totally cool. Um, so my daughter, she loves watching uh there's this TV show that just came out called Pitch and it's about the this like the first female baseball player in the major leagues. So she likes watching that show. So, oh, cool. <laughs> but she don't play, she don't play baseball. She don't want to sweat. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't blame her there. <sighs> it's 
Yeah, that was, those were good times. My dad was actually the coach of that team and he ended up coaching for another 10 or 11 years after I was done playing. So that was, yeah, baseball was very big part of our lives growing up. That's for sure. That's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about, so where did you watch, watch the majority of the games at home or at, at a friend's house at the bar? Uh, definitely not at the bar. I, I wish uh, <laughs> most of the games were just watched at home. Um, and game seven specifically was at my house with my dad and my sister and my husband as well. And, uh, we rocked ourselves on the floor several times during that game, not knowing what the outcome, even watching highlights now, knowing the outcome of the game, it still stresses me out to watch it because it, it was just such an intense and emotional game. And, uh, yeah. Wasn't that just about the best game you've ever seen? I mean, that game had everything, didn't it? It really did. I, I think it's absolutely hands down the best game I've ever watched my entire life. And it, yeah, me too. That was my most memorable game of the playoffs, but I still think game six was pretty damn great. That's probably my favorite one of the World Series where they would they score 10 runs, nine runs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. That was that Addison was, Russell had a great, I, I like a nice comfortable game like that where I don't have to, you know, take stomach medicine or anything at any point during the game. Oh. <laughs> you can the Pepto. That's always a good game, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that one was a lot less stressful than game, game seven. Definitely was uh, easier to watch, but yeah, very, very, um, and that was a, yeah. that was a kind of a, like a Jekyll and Hyde game. Cause the first four or five innings of that game, I was pretty relaxed. I don't know about you, but then it, that's when it took the turn. But I, yeah, the first half of that game, I think that's what caught everybody by surprise is that it wasn't just back and forth, one run, one run, one run. It was up by a lot. All of a sudden, it's tied, and then everyone's freaking out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cecily, we had a uh, like an ongoing like text thread like throughout the entire playoff. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just if I could just screenshot all of those and print them in a book, I'm retired. Uh, I'm retiring tomorrow. <laughs> it was just right. hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> no, it's interesting. What was your perspective being a Sox fan I mean I know it's exciting baseball to watch but you not really being a well, you know well you know I thought that I would be able to watch it and really enjoy it because you know I didn't really have a dog in the fight but it really didn't turn out that way <laughs> you know it was just <laughs> I was telling Kira about this for me really honestly it was really about just having all of my friends be able to experience, you know, their team, win a World Series, you know, kind of get that monkey off their back. And so obviously I was rooting for the Cubs primarily because of that reason. But outside of that, you know, it's easy to watch good baseball and it's easy to watch a team that had so much character, you know, and just passion and, you know, we're, I was able to watch a bunch of players that I really didn't know all that much about. Um, but I was able to watch them and knowing that I'll be able to watch them for like a good five or six years to come. Yeah. 
because yeah. for us, a lot of the players that we grew up with, you know, they've kind of come and gone. So it's nice to be able to, to kind of see, I mean, not only with the Cubs, but throughout Major League Baseball. But it was, uh, I was glad they won. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine. I was telling Kira and then I told Jim. I didn't go to Jim's house to watch Game 7 only because I didn't want to be there if they lost. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know? And it's like, and I didn't want to start switching things. I mean, I'm not superstitious, but, you know, you start doing stuff that you normally don't do. And it's like, I don't want to mess with the juju. I just want right. whatever's going to happen, happen. <laughs> that was pretty much all the playoffs in the world. Well, not all, but for the most part, I was watching the game by myself in our family room and then my husband was downstairs watching it on a different tv so it was almost like well I don't want to he would he's that guy that every time I come in the room the other team scores and (laughs) and that was pretty much true so like yeah go go downstairs and watch by yourself that's fine we don't have to do this together I don't want to jinx anything either so get out (laughs) yeah (laughs) grab me a beer on your way back Oh man! So what? So one of the things that you know um, that we discussed in a previous podcast, primarily with with Mike, was just how is the vibe in that part of the country? You know, so it was really interesting to kind of hear from Mike's perspective, kind of you know the trains being packed and you know being able to listen to the parade on his headphones on a nice fall day and just. You know, being able to walk into any store and see, you know, World Series merchandise, Cubs merchandise everywhere. I mean, these are things we don't experience anymore. But what was it like for you and in Northwest Indiana and your day to day as the Cubs were, you know, kind of making their way through the playoffs? During, um, you know, there was definitely a buzz. I mean, I don't even consider, you know, Being in Northwest Indiana, we're basically a suburb of Chicago, so I don't feel like I'm so far removed from what was going on in the city. Um, But it was definitely cool to see, like, you know, people in the grocery store wearing Cubs hoodies or, you know, the the representation of the team more and more as they kept getting further and further along the, um, you know, all of the series. So that was exciting. Yeah. People talking about it at work a little bit more than normal. Well, I mean, I don't really go to work. (laughs) 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 Got to, you know. But but the people at home were talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) The six-month-old baby that I uh, watched during the day, she was she was really interested in what I had to say, but um, um, but that's. Aside from my family, my my husband's not really a baseball fan. He he's not like someone that's. It's strange that we ended up together because he's not that into the sport at all. So talking to him about it, it's really you know. But I would call my dad constantly and be like, "Hey, you know, did you watch this or did you see that or you know or texting him at like, you know, some of those games that were going until like eleven o'clock midnight. You know, that's the West Coast games. I mean, we're like staying up until two in the morning watching some of these games, and uh, it was kind of cool to, you know, send my dad a text at one three in the morning. He's like, "Are you seeing this shit?" You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's but, cool. That's cool. I always cool remember. To- I always remember your dad as being a huge Cubs fan. <laughs> always, <Yeah>. <laughs> and 
and he's like the guy that he knows his stats. He can like go back to you know a certain year and know like what happened on this day or whatever. I mean, he his brain is just like maxed out with all kinds of random Cubs trivia and whatnot. So it is it's pretty interesting. He's been waiting for this for a long time. So yeah, um, is he? Was nice he? To, I'm sorry. Is was he born in Indiana? Is he from Indiana? He was born in Chicago. He grew up on the south southeast side of Chicago. Oh, okay. Okay. And so did my mom. And um but that's part of the things that we've been, you know, the few things we talked about over the summer is him like taking the bus or the train to the games and it was like a nickel to sit in the bleachers or something crazy like that. I mean, um he definitely spent a lot of time at that park uh as a as a young kid and teenager all through his 20s I mean he dragged my mom there when she was like six months pregnant with my sister so it was in 77 and it was like literally 105 degrees and it was a double header and they they were there the entire afternoon I don't know how she did oh my god yeah that sounds like torture I mean I think we've all been to a game where it's just so hot it's so humid, and there's not enough beer in the world, and you just want to die. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, that feeling. That happens out here quite a bit, too, <clears throat> at uh, Angel Stadium, because it's just like the sun is like 10 feet above your head. Brutal. And if you're sitting, <laughs> if you don't have uh, one of the over, it's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. So what was the first thing that went through your mind when they won the World Series? What what was your reaction to that final out? Did you uh, fall on the floor? Did you run yes. out of the house? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I think I may have already been on the floor at that point. <laughs> Those last couple of innings were just I don't know, I was literally in a ball in the corner just watching through my fingers like it was a scary movie it was very very troubling <laughs> but um, we popped some champagne and I think the the initial reaction was just of relief that it I, I didn't want to have the feeling of oh my god we came this far and you know it ended this way you know like I, it was a, just a relief that we got to have this happen in our lifetime, in my dad's lifetime. Um, and it was really just, uh, you know, and then we just freaked out and screamed and hugged and, you know, did all that kind of stuff. But initially (laughs) just a a deep sigh of relief. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So did you stay up for three hours afterwards watching all of the stuff like Jim did? Totally, totally. I did like every single night. And, you know, after watching every game, you get so wound up that you don't have a choice but to just watch, you know, whatever, you know, random highlight after highlight or interview. Or that's pretty much what I did every single night. So I'm going through some major withdrawal now that there is no baseball to watch. It's kind of. I totally got that very thing the other day. It's, it's, it's crazy. I've never felt that way before. I mean, I've always like, you know, been bummed out at the end of the season and look forward to <laughs> spring training, but it's different now. It was just. Well, wasn't this, 
you know, I I almost I think back on this past year for the Cubs, and you know, how can you almost not feel that way and have withdrawal on it? Because I mean, really, this past season, it was it was a storybook perfect awesome year for the cubs i mean the best season really that i could ever remember in my lifetime from start to finish i mean the way fowler comes in there at the last minute in training camp and he's there and surprises the boys and schwarber gets hurt and he comes back and stars in the world series i mean i mean fuck he hit 412 yeah <laughs> that yeah that was a pretty remarkable uh part of the whole the the end of the season having him be able to be embraced come back like that and just really um, contribute in such a huge way that he did. And it was awesome. He was squaring everything up too. It wasn't like he was getting like little cheap hits or anything. Everything nope. was just right on the barrel. Well, yeah. And that, that's a lot of pressure to be on his shoulders too. Cause when he did come back, I have to imagine that he had to feel like, you know, this is, a lot of people are counting on me to really come through here. So, I mean, it, it could have gone either way, but. And he's, he's such a, he's such a big dude, but then I saw him on, uh, was it Kathy and uh, it's not Regis anymore. It's not even Kathy and Regis. <laughs> <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> um, Kelly, Kelly. And I don't know who was co-hosting that day. Who was co-hosting that day? Was it Rodriguez? It was Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. But, like, even though he's so big and burly, he's just, like, a little teddy bear, man. And he talked. I was so surprised. I'd never really heard him talk before. Did you, Did guys you see, see that? that video that was kind of going around Facebook or the Internet about when he was in that that choir thing in high school oh, or not oh, in college? No. No. <laughs> oh, man. You haven't seen that? No. <laughs> was he no, actually it, in the choir? Yeah. And he's doing some like goofy, like really stale white boy dance moves, and then all like a bunch of the individual Cubs players like totally mocked him, and they they put together this video. You gotta you gotta check it out. It's pretty hysterical. Uh, that's got to be better than the uh, the dick bump picture or videos. <laughs> I can't. Watch. I I watched half of one, and I'm like every time I saw it from that point on, I'm like I'm not clicking on that. Nope. But speaking of just kind of, you know, going with through withdrawals, um, this last week must have been pretty good for you to hear all of the awards that were handed out. So somebody walk me through all the awards that the Cubs got. I know a few that they didn't get, but I thought it was pretty classy that, you know, Lester and um, Hendricks were, you know, they both tipped their hats to, who is it, Matt Scherzer? Uh, Scherzer? Yeah. <laughs> you can't pronounce a guy's name for good sakes and you give him a side. Oh, come on. Right? <laughs> yeah, did you um, feel that Hendricks should have got it or you felt like Lester should have got it? Uh Gosh, I don't know. It's kind of a toss up there. I mean, they both were, they both had pretty remarkable seasons. So I don't know. Anybody else I, want to chime in on that? I think in the end, I would have gave it gave it to Johnny. I, I really felt like Lester was just a freaking stud up until when he came in in Game Seven. 
It bouncing shit all over the place. Uh, that was that was brutal for the what four pitches it happened. I was like, oh god, oh god. But oh we, yeah. So Mike, what do you think? Um, I mean, I can I, I can see it not being the case, but I, if you really look at, I, I think Hendricks will prove prove uh, he'll 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 get one eventually. I think Hendricks yeah. is the most likely to get one. This is probably Lester's year to get it, but. You know, it is what it is. I'm sure he's, he's pretty happy with the World Series championship. Right on. Um, the the Bryant one, that's a no-brainer. That's uh, Bryant is a, in my opinion, after this, just looking at what he's done in two years, uh, it's, you know, that's Trout kind of stuff. So yeah. he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer probably uh, at this point. Uh, I don't know, Jimmy. Any opinions? No, he gave us his already. No, I mean, I'm Bryant. Oh, Bryant. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. I had somebody at the door. Oh, oh. that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We were just talking about Chris Bryant. Uh, it, it's it's really amazing what he's done now in a in a five year stretch. He's gone from winning after he got drafted. He went to the to the AFL to the Arizona Fall League and proceeded to promptly win the MVP of the AFL. The next year, he won the minor league player of the year all over you know, all of the different levels of the minor leagues. Next year, as we all know, he won rookie of the year. And then this year, he wins MVP <laughs> and a World Series. I mean, what kind of – I mean, that's just unprecedented. And he's 24. So yeah. he's – yeah. He's, he's, he's a kid. Yeah. And he got, to, he got to hit a home run for the National League uh, in the All-Star game at, at the park of his hometown. Which is also kind of cool. Yes, against um, a Chicago White Sox pitcher. That was pretty sweet. It yeah. wasn't like the first pitch. <laughs> it definitely was the first pitch, and I think it was, yeah, uh, that was Quintana. <laughs> or was it Sale? No, I think it was Quintana. No, it was Sale, I think. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about the White Sox right now. <laughs> no, you're right. We're not. We're not. I would have you know, got that in common with a lot of people. Yeah. So, so was that it? So that, so Chris Bryant getting MVP was that the only award handed out? Uh, Epstein got uh, the Executive of the Year. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Madden got second in Manager of the Year, which honestly, you know, Dave Roberts did a good job, and it was easy to see living out here in California. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I think Madden deserved it more than Dave Roberts did. I got to be honest. I mean, what Madden did with all that pressure on their shoulders, I mean, from start to finish, they were the odds on favorite to win the World Series. And I mean, for for freaking sakes, you got to get there first. I mean, so, I mean, what a job to even get the Cubs to the World Series, in my opinion. You know, so I, I felt like I felt like Madden probably deserved manager of the year more than Dave Roberts. I think he got robbed a little bit. And they make I, those decisions before the yeah. postseason. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, they do. Um, I mean, it's it's easy to say that. I, I can see your point, Jimmy. But at the same time, I'm kind of thinking maybe it take they're taking into account the fact that he's done it two years in a row with this pretty much the same group. So maybe some of it's the group. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's Dave, Dave Roberts was saddled with a lot of problems, and he managed to get that team. To the playoffs, to the NLCS. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I can. I, Madden deserves the award. There's no doubt, but it's that's a pretty close call, I guess. Oh yeah, opinion. Nate Roberts deserves it too. You know, don't get me wrong, but that's come obviously I'm biased because I'm, you know, you know, and and I can come up for I can come up with points, you know, as far as the Cy Young as well. You know, they were looking a lot at Max Scherzer's uh, strikeout numbers, um, and when you look at a at a pitcher like, uh, let's just say Hendricks for instance. You know, his uh, his ground ball rate and his soft contact rate was absolutely unprecedented this year. I mean, there's really never been any other pitcher in the major leagues that's done that. I mean, and the fact that you can even draw comparisons to and no one really uh, comes up with any objections to them. Uh, Greg Maddox, who we all know is, well, he's Greg Maddox, for goodness sake. I mean, I, I really thought that, you know, they're relying too much on those strikeout numbers that that Scherzer popped up there. Um, I I think Hendricks deserved the award. That's just me. I'm a different breed of cat. Yeah, correct. I think Sales should have got it, but you know that's just me. White socks. So yeah, so is life back to normal for you guys, or are you still kind of has it said any? Has it? Well, I hope. Hopefully, it sat in. I mean, I know it takes a little while, but it's sat in, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say so. It's not. It's it's still hard to believe that it happened, but it's not. You know that that first week after it did, it was such a buzz. But um, and go and experiencing the all the the playoffs in the series and really putting life on hold for those games every night, you know, you know, completely commanding the TV and not, you know, doing anything but watching every, you know, minute of these games, you know, you can say life has gotten back to normal where it's not so like, you know, okay, let's clear everything. I gotta, I have to do nothing but watch baseball for six hours for, you know, this, this, and this. So. Nah, that's cool. Um, So, is there going to be a lot of like Cubs gear Christmas gifts this year? Have you bought a oh, bunch yeah. of gear? <laughs> oh yeah. I know you're the type of person. Whenever you see some gear and it's a good price, you're going to pick it up. You can't walk by. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta have it. Well, um, we're gonna go. We have a you know family Christmas party that we go to. You know, a couple weeks before Christmas every year and. They are Sox fans. All of my cousins are all Sox fans. And it's going to be, we're trying to find like the perfect matching outfits to show up in <laughs> my sisters, <laughs> my dad and I. So um, I don't know. It, 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 I'm kind of looking forward to that, you know, just showing up and not having to finally for, you know, the first time our entire lives not get a hard time from this, you know, there are a couple of years that were pretty brutal showing up there, like 2003, for example. Another game seven, my dad and I actually went to that game in 2003 and that was, wow, that was a tearjerker for sure. Oh, you were at that game? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We got tickets at like the last minute and they were I mean, we thought they were a lot then. They were probably like 500 bucks for both tickets and show up there all jazzed up. And then what a lot. 
was terrible. We got Kira Wood's autograph after and Kyle Farnsworth. So I guess that was like the, you know. <laughs> Arnie. I mean, those that are same... worth at least 500 bucks each right now. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a Dusty Baker autographed jersey from that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems a lot less, uh, just, you know. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's I've give I've uh, let it go. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> don't you have a prior like painting or something too, Mike? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I thought you did. Sounds cool. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have anything. No, no Mark Pryor merchandise. Oh my gosh. So, so Cecily, did you uh, did you keep a lot of the uh, newspaper headlines or clippings and stuff too? Did you like? Did you do any crafty stuff? Did you put together? No. Well, <laughs> <laughs> sadly, I did not get a newspaper. I mean, every store and gas station around our house was completely sold out before. I mean, it, it was in the morning. I mean, wow. but I did actually have a friend that happened to be in Las Vegas at you know during the series, and he picked up a stack of Chicago Tribune. So I do have one. <laughs> waiting in the wings but i won't cut it up i'll probably just give it to my dad for christmas or something because he wasn't even able to get one and so yeah it's kind of a bummer i did get the life magazine a couple days ago there you go i yeah and did you go to the parade i didn't go to the parade i watched the entire thing on tv but i couldn't go because i was babysitting kids Picked up from school. Yeah, my four-year-old is in preschool, so I yeah, it was impossible. Had it been on the following Monday, I would have been there without a doubt. But it was just. Uh, could you detect the, the regret in her voice as she said that? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, parade? No, I didn't go to the parade. <laughs> it was a bummer. I mean, I had so that many friends that were out there, and honestly, it was if it was ten years ago, I would have been all over it, but. And it sucks being an adult sometimes, I guess. Yeah. Yep. More, more power to you. But it would have been awesome to be there. Can you imagine that? Five million people? Oh, my gosh. I mean, and you have perspective living in Chicago and that for so long, your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because um, every time we move, like, well, we moved, obviously, from Indiana to here. And we've moved a couple times since we've been here. And it's like I'm always in the garage and I'm packing everything up. And every year I have this little, like I have a bunch of the uh, newspaper, newspapers of the White Sox winning. And I have this little bag of confetti from the White Sox parade. And so every, oh, wow. every year I'm like, am I going to take this with me again? I'm like, no. Nope. I'm like, okay, just pack it up. It's like, this is so silly. But at the same time, it's like, man, that was such a it's, long time ago. It's history. Yeah, and it is history. And I do have the Sports Illustrated from 2005 when they won, but I I have not I, I don't think I've even seen a Sports Illustrated with the Cubs on it yet unless they were just they came and went. Hmm. Did it? Jim, did that? Cuz I thought I you I haven't seen them either. I haven't seen them in person, but I think I saw the cover of it, so it may have been released Ready? I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they all disappeared, though. You, if you're not there the day they put them on the shelves, something like that goes pretty quick, I would think. You probably could. I bet you could order it, though. Yeah. 
Well, I've been pretty much hanging out on uh, some, you know, how YouTube kind of figures out what kind of videos you like and it starts putting them on your homepage yeah. like mm-hmm. suggestions. Like pretty much everything YouTube thinks I want to watch is Cubs highlights from this year. And yeah. turns out YouTube is actually right. So yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing all week. Did you see that um, that Anchorman thing they put together too? Oh, yeah. I just saw that last night. That's awesome. <laughs> I have to look that up. Is it because of the glass case of emotions thing? Uh, well, they... They basically, they put together all the clips from game seven and they do it as if, you know, Will Ferrell is kind of narrating it, narrating it, but you just have to watch it. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll share it, but it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Well, it was a good year. Um, uh, now <laughs> it's over for now, <laughs> but it'll be back soon. <laughs> The year will be back soon, or um, no, the baseball, baseball will be oh. back soon. So another parade. Before you know it, you'll have your chance to go to this parade. Then the next year. Let me ask this question, Cicely. Would you re-sign Dexter Fowler and then promptly package him with Jason Hayward, Jorge Soler, and some middling pitcher, and trade him to the uh, Los Angeles Angels for Mike Trout? Would I? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. God. Um, seems worth it to me. Um, I don't know. Is that? I I must have missed the boat on this one. I haven't heard anything about that. I definitely okay. think that they could afford to tell Jason Hayward bye bye. But um, uh, yeah, it seems like I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if that would be enough for the Angels, but you know, I would definitely part with those guys. I mean, to get a guy like Trout, I mean, and he obviously he wants to win. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's an absolute class act, and he's obviously the best player in the game right now. Um, so, yeah, I think I would do it. Yeah, the Angels, ain't, the Angels ain't gonna do that though. I mean, because Mike no, Trout think... brings so much money into that organization. Yeah, but you they're. Know, they, they're a mess, dude. They are a mess. Do yeah. not be surprised to see Mike Trout traded. Yeah, but I mean, the guys that they would be getting, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that they're bad guys. I don't know. I just don't think that they would, they would let go of Trout yet. Who did you say was involved in this? Um, Hayward, Fowler, Solaire, and they had another pitcher. And another pitcher. And like I say, it probably it would probably take more than that. I mean, you would probably have to, you know, some other, you know, prospect. I don't know, maybe uh, who's that guy? Uh, Victor Caratini, the double A catcher, first baseman guy down there. Maybe him. Maybe Ian Happ. Jeez, could hmm. you imagine Trout on that team? <laughs> oh God! God. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. It'd be like it'd be like video game every night, you know. Yeah. Twenty twenty seven Yankees, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, let's wrap yeah. this. Let's wrap this up. Um, Cecily, we appreciate you uh, joining us, and you know maybe you could join us again 
when definitely you know, thanks for having me it was fun for sure and thanks for hearing all of your voices again it's been a long time it has yep. been a long time it was good to you. <laughs> thanks for being here cecily <laughs> Hey, why don't, yeah, tell everyone what you're up to. Uh, I see quite a quite a bit of your stuff on Facebook uh, regarding this, your, your kind of side business, is it? Uh, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I basically um, own my own um, portable boutique, if you will. Um, I work for Matilda Jane Clothing. It's, um, uh, it's a direct sales business that's, uh, it was, it's based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but um, there's lots of trunk keepers, as we call ourselves, um, all over the country. So basically, can come to your house and set up a rack with all these adorable little girls' clothing um, uh, for babies, girls, tween sizes, and then we have women's pieces as well. And so that's what I'm doing with my quote-unquote spare time is um, the selling these um, these pieces, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a it's a good way to stay home with the kids and at the same time they like, get out and be social and meet new people and their moms and you know kind of uh, network through the um, town of Munster and surrounding areas so it's cool. It and it, you know even for a, you know a, a dedicated bachelor like myself you know they've got some really cool clothes and some really cool stuff you know and, and to, to follow you and see your stuff on Facebook is really cool it's a really Cute. really it's really neat what you built. I think it's really cool. I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Thanks. Is there a website that uh, we could tell everybody about? Or sure, it's um, it's uh, www.matildajaneclothing.com. Um, it, that's where you can view the entire collection. Uh, we do two collections per year. It's a um, winter and spring and um, or I'm sorry, it, it breaks up January through uh, July and then August through December. It's a um, summer and winter season. So we're on the uh, fall winter now. Uh, we have a one last release from this collection coming December 1st. And it's actually very exciting because uh, Joanna Gaines, who you might know from uh, HDTV's Fixer Upper, she is, has collaborated with our design team and put together some really adorable pieces for women, little girls, and then some home pieces as well. And they're actually going to be selling those on their Magnolia website. So it's a very, very exciting collaboration. Um, it's a really good time to discover the brand and, you know, check it out. So and if somebody, appreciate If somebody wanted to get involved or get more information or contact you directly, is there an email address or what's the best way for them to contact you? Sure. Um, my email is my first and last name, C E C I L Y C I E S L A at Matilda Jane Clothing dot com. Perfect. Well, again, thanks for joining us. We are all Thank going you, to uh, go back and resume our normal Saturday day. You want to take us out, Jimmy? Yes. Yes, I'd be happy to. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to uh, just thank everybody for, you know, listening in, uh, for coming and joining us and turning on the podcast here at Red Ivy. Um, I want to thank Mike, my co-host, uh, as always, uh, our director, our producer, Mr. Extraordinaire, uh, Mark Allen Davis. And then, of course, we want to thank Cecily for being here. It's so good to hear her voice again. Um, so, you know, everybody, you know, we, we would try to come with you uh, with more 
uh, podcasts as we go along through the year, um, and then also some more social media content. So make sure you check out uh, Red Ivy Podcast, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all those other fun ones. So uh, once again, thanks for being here, everybody, on the Red Ivy Podcast. We got to see some Red Ivy. I saw, you know, they did a panoramic shot on, uh, I think it was on ESPN today on some baseball thing, and they showed some of the Red Ivy. So um, got to see some more of it today. So um, thanks for joining us on the Red Ivy Podcast, everybody. Have a good day. Phantom Sway Podcast. Music. Books. Ritual Human Sacrifice. Wait, 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 wait. Not that last one. PhantomSway.com.